For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Headed to prime time, prime time television. Monday night football is coming to Levi's. It is the 49ers and the Browns on Monday night. A pretty big game if, if, if you marked it on your calendars. I don't know at the beginning of the year that we thought this would be as big of a game, but it looks huge. It looks to be a huge one. ED, he is Eric Davis, Yo. Super Bowl champion, of I'm course. Here. I am Rashawn Haylock. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Monday night against the Browns. Yeah. You talk about two. I always hated night games. Really? Yes. Yes. Why? They mess up your routine. Just because it was like the extra day, like the Monday night? Uh, Well, just the time of it and everything. It's not so much even the extra day. That just messes up your following week. But um, it's just athletes are routine-oriented. So you're accustomed to waking up at a certain time, doing things a certain time. You know, I was going to get up at a certain time. I was going to go, um, you know, I was going to go down to breakfast at a certain time. You, you know, um, you, me and 2-8 and Mert, we were going to get in a taxi at the same time. It was like little things that you were going to do. Or when I was at Carolina, I was going to walk. Uh, you know, I was going to walk through the tailgaters at the same time. So all of these things, your body clock gets accustomed to it, and then you have that night game, and it just throws you off. It does. What about being under the lights, though? Being with the national TV crowd yeah, 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 and all yeah, that? Yeah, right. Was that? Uh, you, I don't. People are watching. People are watching you at 12 noon. People are watching you um, if you play Monday night. I played for the Niners, man. We were, People were always watching. People were always watching. There were always a lot of eyes. We were always a national game. Um, our games always mattered. Every, you know, I'd say, I, you've heard me say before, the next game matters based on what you did the previous game. And most of the time, the previous game, we had won it. <laughs> you know, it was a good record. So that one had more relevance. So that's, that's the thing about it. But that was just me. Per- I just personally didn't like my routine getting screwed up. So I, I never really liked, yeah, I didn't like playing at night. I didn't. Sunday night, Monday night, didn't, didn't like it. All right, so. I'm going to throw a couple names out there at okay. you, right? And at the time of this recording, there's a bunch of rumors circling around yeah, about whether this guy or that guy will or won't be in a Niners uniform. Uh, first guy we talked about pretty extensively on this podcast a few weeks back, that, of course, is Jalen Ramsey. I think we both agreed that we wouldn't give up multiple ones for him. He's still in Jacksonville as we have this conversation right now. Did not play last week. Um, missed a few practices last week, had, had the birth of, uh, of his child. Congratulations to that. Also had some injury issues that he and his agent say that he was working through as well. He needs a bacchiotomy. Um, he, he, <laughs> what? A bacchiotomy. You know, a bacchiotomy. A bacchiotomy. I mean, that's the that, – Dave Chappelle, never mind. Keep going. That, that's the – well, that's the thing, right? They say anytime it's a back injury, that's it's right. not really no, – Well, no, 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 no. It's not that it's not really a thing. It's just it's you, you can't disprove it. I mean, you you can't tell me my back doesn't hurt. So that's why guys always, whenever someone says something's happening with their back, people want to speculate, especially when a situation like this is going on. At what point does the asking price go down? 
um, the asking price has to already start going down. Okay. Um, if you and and the asking price will definitely okay. So perception of other teams, the asking price has to start going down already. I think it already has because I know the player doesn't want, want to be there. When does the asking price truly go down? Is when Jacksonville and we discussed this before that there's nothing says that he won't necessarily stay you get him you get him a new deal he feels good about the quarterback situation offense situation things could change but if but if that if you don't reach reach that impasse then the price has to go down when you're Jacksonville and you realize he's not coming back he doesn't want to be here you got to get something for him so you got to drop your price Unless you get one of these uh, Lev Bell situations where, you know, yes, he's got time on his contract, but is he willing to sit down and say, I'm, I'm just going to let it go? He's young enough to do it. Like, I'm going to let it go, and I'm going to get out of here, and you get nothing for him. Jacksonville really doesn't have to trade him at the end of the day. No, they don't, they, they, absolutely. They don't have to, but when a player decides, if you're the GM, and I did this. I played with Kerry Collins. He was our starting quarterback. Okay? In Carolina. He had taken us to the playoffs. Former Penn State and Eli. I was there. When Kerry Collins walked in and said, I don't want to be here. It doesn't matter who it is. You got to let him go. You, you got to let him go. If a player doesn't want to be there, it, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's too much work. I, I'm, I'm obligated. The, the thing about football, which makes it the, the best sport in the world to me, is unlike any other sport, that's why, that's why the conversation about the GOAT, the best football player ever, there's no such thing. There's no such thing as the best football player because every, every position is so specific and is so dependent on the other guys for you to be able to do your job at a high level that it, you can't be the best it, it, because it's just so different when what the job's doing. You can be the best wide receiver, but there's no such thing as the best football player. That's just not that's not the way that's not the way it plays out. So when you when you get beyond when you get beyond that, what was the question again? That's another one of those hits in the head. <laughs> when the asking price goes down, the asking price when you when when you get a player. I've now when I see I came back now I went all down that ta- tangent, uh, and I'm just you went, you went all the way to Alabama, Alabama and yeah, back with yeah, that one. Yeah, but but when when Shout out to the two you realize when because like when Kerry walked in and he said he that's what took me off the rails. I started getting mad at Kerry again for doing that. Um, but when you when you no seriously man that, that's one of those things. The guy walks in and is like I don't I don't want to be here. Like what? You're a starting quarterback. You walk in on a Thursday and like you don't want to what what? But. If you're that organization, you're the, you're the GM and a player tells you he doesn't want to be there. Well, you're going to make him play? You're going you're gonna to make him? You're going you're gonna to make him be all in. You're going to make him play as hard as he possibly can. You're going to make that guy. You're going to make Jalen Ramsey um, honor his contract and give you his all. Can you do that? No. No. Can you? What do you think? You can't. You can't. I mean, you, two you can't. Things, two things that an organization cannot do for you: a coach can't do it, a GM can't do it, an owner can't do do it. They can't think for you. They can't make you play hard. Period. Those those are personal choices. How how hard you plan on studying? How how much do you want to understand the matrix of football? How much effort are you willing to give? What are you willing to sacrifice to be your best? They can't do that for you. So if a player says he wants to go. You got to let him go. And it's starting to sound like he wants to be out of there. 
I don't know, haven't been in those, in those rooms and those talks, but if that's the, if that's what's happening, yeah, Jacksonville, they do they do actually have to trade him. Okay, so it's it's Jalen Ramsey, it's Chris Harris, who was upset about his contract situation yeah. prior to this yeah. season, and now in the fact that uh, looks like the, the rails are coming off in Denver. Um, there are most reports, you know, out of there yep. saying that, that he, in the he, he can't Still. wait to, to to get to get out of there. And then there's also Emmanuel Sanders mm-hmm. right, at, at the wide receiver position. Of those three guys, Ramsey, Harris, Sanders, which one do you think is more likely to end up with the Niners? Or none of them at all? From a trade? From a trade standpoint. From a trade? Uh, wow. I don't – if you're going to – if you trade, maybe, maybe – Wow, that's a tough. You know what? To answer that question, I'd like to know the contract situation. So, because you got to look at the money. Harris's last year. Harris is up, so you're looking at how much money you want to put into the secondary. So, I'm going to say no on Harris because you got to get you you. Actually, Harris. You know what? Now that I say that, Harris may be the one because Harris's situation with him being um, with one year left on his deal. You can get a contract. It'll be an easier situation to get a contract worked out, knowing exactly where you want to go from that road, how much you want to put into it. Now, whether or not you're going to be able to get something worked out with him could be a difficult one. Um, Sanders. His contract's up, too. It's Sanders, he's, Sanders, a free, he's a free agent in 2020. I, see, what I'm going to say about Sanders, though, is if looking at Sanders, the Niners seem to feel good about their young receivers and the direction that they're going in, so I don't see that one happening. So I don't see that one happening. So if, if I, I, I'm going to go back to Harris, I'll go back to Harris and, and just say that you, there's a possibility that that could go if I had to pick one. My gut says none of them, but since you're making me pick one, that's where oh, I'll you can go. pick none. Yeah, I, you know, it, it, I, I agree with you. I don't think I don't think any of those yeah. guys have been in a Niner uniform yeah, so, before yeah, this season. You know, I thought before you were making starts. me make a choice. So I, if that's if that's the case, no, no. Yeah, I, I gave you the choice the choice to not make a choice. Okay, to not make a choice, none. Just wait, especially if these guys are going to be free agents. It's all about choices, Ed. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, you you never really give me a choice. You don't. You don't give me a choice. I never give you a choice. You don't give me choices, man. <laughs> you always want something. You want something. It's very true. This is very true. I'm very, very demanding. That, that uh, you are. I like it, though. So let, let, let's get into to this Niners game. The first thing when I look at this, right, it's uh-huh. Monday night, right? Yeah. It's Bake Bake. He's coming to town. Uh, this team just had, mm-hmm. you know, one of his best offensive performances in, in, in years, putting up over 500 yards against the Ravens. Um, but the thing that I'm looking at, I'm not looking at that offense. I don't care what Mayfield did last week. I don't care if Jarvis Landry is going to be healthy or not. Um, I'm not I'm not really too concerned about OBJ. My number one concern is left tackle and skull and if he can deal with that man of a man and Miles Garrett. Um, well, you're going to help him out. He's he's going to be able to make some plays. I wouldn't I wouldn't go into the game expecting him to do it. No one else can. I mean, that's deal with Miles Garrett the entire game. No one else is going to just be singled up, and you're going to leave that guy out there with the expectations of him controlling him. So um, I don't think they would have done that with Staley, where you're just going to put him out there and expect him to win all night long. So you're going to give him some help. You're going to do. You're going to have a, the game plan in the exact same way. Now you may not. You may have to give him more help than you would have planned on, on giving Staley. Of course, you you expect your your Pro Bowler 
at that position to be able to get his job done. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's definitely a, a, something you have to look at. Because of the way Steve Wilkes has his defense plan, they, you know, there's – they're going to play a lot of man. With a lot of, they're going to play a lot of one high safety. They, they trust their corners, um, and they're going to allow those guys to to try to disrupt the timing of the offense, and which is going to give that that rush a chance to get there. So yeah, you, you need to help them out. So um, you, you know, earlier in the week we were talking about um, Kittle and his blocking, and and it'll be probably have to it'll chip be a, a part of, and that's part of the reason why his numbers aren't. So high. So high because you have to keep him in a little bit more now so that he can help out. He's a good blocker, and that's just a part of it, and that's a curse. Vernon Davis was a guy that way early in his career, even though Vernon had to teach himself how to catch and how to turn. Vernon, I, 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 I've said it to Vernon. Vernon. Vernon Davis is the most unathletic, great athlete you will ever see. It's like he will. It's almost like he was gonna pop his hip trying to make a right turn. Sometimes, it, I'm telling you, it was so hard for him to just turn. He was like, "Now, for now, <laughs> go, come on, Vernon." Like he just, he's just like a straight line guy, like 45. Don't ask him to do a 90. He can give you a hard 45 degree angle. But that's it. But straight line, he can still pick him up and put him down. But but he was such a good blocker. It was like having a tackle in an 80 jersey that they would keep him in a lot of times to block. And I think that hurt his numbers in some situations um, because he did work on it and, and became a much more fluid um, catcher. And, and he wasn't just – he's still to this day he's not a natural pass catcher like Kittle. Uh, but Kittle, his blocking – Kittle's blocking ability causes him to be in more. I think we'll see him in more on um, Garrett. What's, what's your number one concern? Vernon Davis. What a great – I want winners. I want winners. <laughs> Cannot do it. Yep. Who, that, that was funny. What's, what's your number one concern? I mean, that's probably – on a list of press conferences, that may be uh-huh. – that's probably number one. If it's not number one, it's it's very, very close for me. There's There was that one um, – with, with Mike Singletary addressed the whole Vernon Davis situation when he where he kicked him off the oh, sideline. Oh yeah, that was that was classic. That, that's that's up there. You that gotta was, have. I, Allen, was, I was a team announcer at that time. Yeah. You gotta have the Allen Iverson one up there, the the practice one, and uh, also for me, the practice. The, the, talking the, about practice. The late Al Davis when he fired Lane Kiffin and he had the overhead projector behind him. And he was going. <laughs> he was going through all the reasons why yeah. he was following. Why he was I had forgotten Lane about Kiffin that. That for was, calls because he didn't want to pay him. That was that incredible. was one of the greatest I've ever. I had seen. forgotten about that. Those that are probably was, my top three. That was great. Uh, that was yeah. That was pretty good. That that, that was that, a top. that that that's that's that up a, that's up there for me. Now, was, about these Browns though. Yo, when, my, my, you know you we've discussed this during the bye week. We talked about this, and I said this is a game that the Niners should win. The nine, you are a better football team than the Browns. The Browns are two and two club. You're a better football team. You, th- you're. This is a game that you're supposed to win, and you need to win this game if you truly are moving in the direction that you expect to be um, going in. And on top of that, you had a whole lot of help from Tampa beating the Rams. So you were concerned about the Niners overlooking some, you know, Pittsburgh before. Guess what? The bye week gave you an opportunity to do. Watch football. Watch your division. Give you an opportunity to see someone stub their toe. And, like, look, 
refocus, understand what you're supposed to do. Go across the board. I'm looking at this offense. I was I was going through the, the tape, and I'm sitting there looking at it, and I'm like, okay, here they go, two and two. I'm, I'm watching this game. Okay, two and two. Here comes a run. Okay, outside veer. There it is. Okay, I'm looking at it, three by one. Okay, three by one. Is anyone motioning it? Nope, they snapped the ball. Okay, it's, it's a pass. It's going to be to the trip side. His, his first read is going to be trip side. Okay, there it is. Okay, here, here they go. They're in motion. Um, it's two and two. They go across in motion. The guy comes and he continues in motion. He sits down. Okay, they're going to have the, the, the RPO. They're going to do the run pass option. He fakes it to the, to the back when the back's sitting to his right side. He fakes it to the back and he tries to throw the slant. It, it's, I'm sitting here looking at it, and, I'm, and I, I'm just watching just a little bit, and I'm like, okay, it doesn't take long to figure out what they're doing after a series or two. Robert Sala is going to figure that out. He's looked at all the tape. He knows what's going on. This defense is very sound. These guys are going to go into the game understanding what it is that they have to do. Um, and you always figure it out. Now you have to stop it. You know, a team can tell you what they're doing. You still have to stop it. The Dallas Cowboys back in the day with that team that they had, they ran about six plays. I'm, I'm not, they, they literally had about the, six plays the, that they the ran. The Aikman and Irvin and you, Emmett you, teams? You yeah. just had to get past some big greasy boys up front to stop it. Yeah. But they, they they didn't run a lot of big, plays. Big Larry Allen and those yes. boys. Yes, Larry was so, nasty. Uh, so let me, let, let, me, let me play devil's advocate mm-hmm. here and, and, and come back with this. What, what about this notion that they have too many weapons not to succeed? The, the, the Browns team that we saw earlier in this season – has now found something and they've turned the corner. And what we saw this past Sunday against Baltimore is a greater uh, presentation, a greater replica of what we'll see from this Brown teams going forward as opposed to what we saw from them earlier in the season. What, what, what are your thoughts about that? Uh, they are, they're a very talented ball club. They, they have talent at the skill positions. Uh, it's still down to your point guard. What is your quarterback going to do? We have this conversation. We're going to get into it as soon as we get to the Niners offense. It's still Jimmy Garoppolo and his growth and what he's going to be able to do and distribute the ball and take care of and, and take care of things. Because at the end of the day, you need your quarterback position to make plays. You can't expect your offensive coordinator to to draw up and design guys open all the time. Um, how often is Baker going to be able to ad lib and get something done? You know, how often are you going to allow um, Landry and um, Odell to be able to make some plays that weren't originally there? Those are the things that I don't think you're going to be able to do as much of versus the Niners because that front and the pressure is just it's there. The Niners are very fast on defense, and that's why I go back to feeling very comfortable about this game. The speed on the Niners, the speed on the Niners defense, can negate a lot of what Cleveland does offensively. They don't run; they their passing game is not a complicated scheme. Uh, you, when, you, when you're running, when you're, it, 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 like I said, you, you can sit here and you can look at it in trips. This is what you can expect. When they go two by two, this is what you can expect. When they motion from trips and they sit, or if they motion and then they continue to motion, there are certain things you can expect to happen. When you take those away, now you have, um, you have Baker running around. Baker's not big. He's not fast. The Niners' defense is big and fast. Yeah. I, I like the chances. So, do I expect them to be able to make some plays? Yes. 
Um, do I expect them to try and attack, you know, the corner? Whenever you get an opportunity to try and attack the corners away from Sherm, who's playing well right now, um, they don't know where Witherspoon's going to be. You're going to test it and see if whoever is at that position, if they can hold up. You're going to try and do that. Um, and you have Landry and Odell that are capable of making a lot of plays. But I'm looking at just even some of the things they do, the way their formations are, the way they get put these guys in tight so much. I, push them around, mess up the timing, put it on Baker. And the Niners are still defensively in position, I think, to, to fare very well against this offense. I, I, I feel I really do feel comfortable with football's a game of matchups, and I feel really comfortable with the way the, the Niners match up with Cleveland. Uh, Jarvis Landry was knocked out in that game. He had a great game, by the way. Yeah. He was getting it done in, in the passing game. Also had uh, they, they were also running the ball with him a little bit too. Is he still as in well. protocol? As far as I know, he's yeah. still in protocol. At the time of, at the time of this recording, he's he's still in protocol. So. We don't know whether he will be yeah. able. And he does have an extra night, though. So to play, yeah, whether yeah. he'll be able to play or not on Monday night. Um, but Baker Mayfield, uh, that offense, five hundred something yards. Uh, Nick Chubb was career high three rushing touchdowns. He ran it all over the place uh-huh. against against that that Ravens defense. Um, let's switch it over to to well. Before we go there, you, you're talking about Baker, not big, not fast. This Niners defense big and fast and come after him. I think another thing that we saw on on Sunday is everybody knows Baker has this chip on his shoulder, right? And and I think that chip got a little bit a- aggravated by what Rex Ryan had to say about him. So I think what we saw was a motivated Baker's May- Baker Mayfield on Sunday. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what he did was repeatable. Uh, I, I, I get what you're saying, but this is my thought on that. So if someone through his career well, going back to college, we've but, seen him when when he's I, that that chip I, gets I, aggravated, you know he what? he this comes is, out and, and he is, has great performance. This is my thing. So you don't play hard when no one's not talking about you. So you don't play. So you don't play hard um, if Rex Ryan um, isn't making those comments. You you're not going to try to elevate your game. You're not going to try to improve if a guy doesn't talk down to you. Or you have this perception, you have this perceived notion that this guy talked down to you or tried to belittle you. See, see, that's that's my thing with that one, like like this chip. Oh, yeah, you're supposed to be confident. You're supposed, to, I mean, you're supposed to be borderline cocky as ball players. That's just how you are. That's how I was then. I'm probably still that way now. No, not probably. It's, it's just it's in your DNA. That's that's just how you feel and you and your approach. Because the game of football is that it's it's all about. It's like I look at you, Ray, and it's, it's about I am better than you. That's that's I'm lining up against you. Wide receiver, that wide receiver is looking at me saying I'm better than you, and I'm looking at him like no, I'm better than you, and I'm gonna show you on this play, and that's why that's how you have to live. That's how you play the game. So, him this chip being on his shoulder and being knocked off, and Rex lighting a fire. I think he triggered him a little bit. If, 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 and if, it's not that he doesn't try hard, but, but, but I think he maybe the focus was a little bit more there but that listen, week. But listen to what you're saying. If if that's the case, great for the Niners. Because if if Rex can flick that chip off your shoulder and light a fire under you, guess what? I can douse it out. I can easily douse it out because Get if the you, fire hose out. If you're if yes, if if you are if you are basing your play your your will if you're basing your drive off of what's being said about you 
then and and how others are viewing you guess what you're about to walk on my field and i'm and i'm about to show you that you're that you're garbage that's the way i'm going to approach it so so if if that's it that's that makes it easy if you're if you're if your play is a tie is tied to your emotions then i'm going to make you feel real bad about yourself real fast and early <laughs> and then and then i'm going to continue to do it as we come out the next few series to let you know that i meant to make you feel bad about yourself so you can just go ahead and go home. Shut it down. Uh, Jarvis Landry still questionable. Okay. As as of the time of, of this recording, um, let, let's go over to to the Niners' offense now. You, we talk about Jimmy every week, right? Yep. The strides that he's making, the strides that he's going to have to make. Um, he, he's got he, he he's got arguably you know one of the most feared defensive ends in the game in Miles Garrett mm-hmm. um, that he's going to have to contend with this week. And, and Joe Joe Staley on the sidelines, and, and we talked about it at the top of this top of this podcast. That's my biggest concern coming into this game. Skull over there against Garrett. Um, what, what is your major concern about about this offense against this Browns defense lining up on Monday night? Well, it's it's um, creating enough time for Jimmy to be able to push the ball down the field. That's what um, Kyle likes to do. You, you see a lot of the crossing routes uh, that that he designs. Um, he tries, and I know he's going to try to do a lot of the deep crossing routes because you you get a lot of three deep coverage out of um, out of the um, Browns, and when you get that, the way you beat you beat that with seams and and corner routes, seven routes, you try to you try to hit those vacated spots. So, and that's what Kyle likes to do, like the deep crossers, and um, you know, get guys in tight, and and you, you and that's what you see. Pettis has scored off that before, you know. Uh, you know, off of the old shit screen where you're going to get him in. And I think in Tampa he scored that way. But but those plays like that, they take a lot Good of time. had one against the Bengals. Uh, yeah, yes, yes. So you those plays take a lot of time. So that's a concern. Like, how are you going to be able to do that? So the, the interesting part is going to be, is Kyle going to try to run the ball um, at Garrett? That's the one you do. You know, you run the ball at guys to try to slow them down. You make them play the run. You get the play action in, and, and that's what Kyle likes to do. He likes to throw the ball off of the off of his run action. Or are you going to try to move the pocket? That's another thing. You can always move the pocket. Uh, Garoppolo's athletic enough for you to move the pocket away from Garrett to make his trek to him longer. Uh, now you also shorten up your options. Um, in your play selection because you're taking away a portion of the field by not dropping back. You know, you're giving yourself middle to middle to right to throw the ball when you roll away from him like that. Uh, so so that's going to be the chess match. Like how, how, how much do you move away from Garrett? How often do you uh, run at him to try and, and try and make slow him down that way? Not about keeping, on, keeping him on, but just make him have to play the run. And, and and then make things look the same at him. So that's that's the part of it that I want to see. And also remember, they got some other guys that can hunt too. <laughs> but do. but you got to go into the game worrying yeah. about that monster. But there, there's some depth concerns though mm-hmm. on, on that line, on that defensive line with the injuries. Um, also at linebacker, they, they it just got announced Christian Kirksey is going to be out for the season. Um, yeah. And then also in the secondary, right? But these were the same issues they had on Sunday at Baltimore. No Greedy Williams, no Denzel Ward uh-huh. um, against Baltimore, but they still were able to to handle and manage that that Ravens offense uh, pretty pretty easily. Um, different offense, though. Different, much different offense. Different offense, and the way they're going to push the and the way the Niners do it. Um, 
and and the way that they're going to like I said, every everything with the Niners, it's it's a lot of crossing. It's a lot of crossing. It, it, it requires communication from uh, from a defense. How much does that bother you as a DB? Like how 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 much can that trip you up? Having to face all those crossing routes. It can trip you up if you don't have your communication. If you haven't played with guys a long time. So you talk about you know, some of the replacements there. How how comfortable are you with switching things and and doing things? Um, I had played with some guys for so long. Like I can go back to like playing with Merton and Tim uh, for so long that there were times where we, we didn't even have to talk about things. There were just f- things that we would just feel. I could feel when Tim was going to go uh, and take something. I could feel. I, I, I know plays where where Tim is supposed to be in in a situation where he's he's in the flat or, or buzzing underneath me, and I knew that I was all on my own because I could see that he's about to blitz. There's not a blitz call. There's not anything. I'm like I can I can just feel that he's about to go he thinks he sees something and he's about to go because I'm seeing what he's seeing and that's the thing so a lot of it is it's the amount of time you've played together and and understanding of what you want to do against certain routes you talk about it you do it when you have younger guys or guys who don't play together as much it can really trip you up because you're uncertain as to what you want to do and when you have a when you got a 4-4 guy running at you full speed all it takes is six inches. A six-inch step ends up in full stride. It's like in bump and run coverage. The wrong step sinks six inches at the line of scrimmage. If I step six inches the wrong way, that could be a by, touchdown. By the, time, by the time I recover, that six inches can turn into three to four feet down the field. That's more than enough room for you to give up a touchdown. So, so that's that's why one false step, one bit of hesitation when a guy's running full speed, it gets ugly. So, yes, it, it can bother you in those situations, and that's what that's what Kyle's offense is about. It's a, it's about it's about creating voids and making guys have to communicate and pass things over. And the quarterback has he has this notion like, okay, this is you should expect the backer to, to bite on this. Look for the safety to jump this, and this void will be open. And, but that takes time, and that's what we're talking about. How much time are they going to have? The, the Tevin Coleman, there's the reports that he's a 50-50 chance that uh-huh. he could return for this game. He's still listed as questionable um, for this game. If he does return, how does that shift things with, with this, this running back group? I mean, Breda, our, our Radio Raheem, our guy, yeah. I mean, he, they, they've been looking good so far. So that only helps. It, it, if, if he can come in, it only helps. I mean, that's just that's just another strong body. That and, and the plan, I think, from the beginning was to use those guys by committee, and it's it's another it's another uh, look that a defense gets. Uh, th- these all of these guys have different running styles. They're all capable of doing what Kyle wants to, wants them to do within the offense, but they all do it a little differently. A little different. And they're and they're all pretty good players, man. So. I don't, I don't have a problem with you finding a way uh, to get him out there. You know, if, if you get a guy that's in a rhythm and he's just killing it, you keep feeding him. If you, if you are mixing it up and it's working that way, keep mixing it up. You, I hear you, you say on this podcast all the time, one of your Ericisms. You got a lot of Ericisms. I, I hear Ericisms all, all throughout. The, I, the, I the, didn't know I had a one. The week, a single one. Yeah, you, you, you got a bunch, you got a bunch of them. Um, but, but one of them. Um, that that you mentioned is the fact that your your next your last win isn't 
validated until your next win. Yes, that, right? that's, that's, that's how you validate your last performance, by winning the next one. So I'm going to take that from an individual perspective. Uh-huh. And we're going to look at Dante, Dante Pettis. Mm-hmm. He had that game-winning touchdown going yep. into the bye against the Steelers, right? He was – the opportunities – weren't quite there, you know, in the beginning of the year. Um, he wasn't really producing, obviously, mm-hmm. because of those lack of opportunities. There are reports that maybe he was in the doghouse, this, that, or the other. He got surpassed by Debo. However you want to look at it, right? Coming off of that, you know, he had the buy as well, but coming off of that, and I think we talked about it on this podcast as well, the fact that the fact that Jimmy had that trust in him at that moment, at that time, says a lot about the trust that he has in Dante Pettis in general. I'm interested to see how he – is able to bounce back. How how can that game-winning touchdown kind of propel, maybe be even a launching pad of sorts for him to kind of right the ship? Um, right after that that Steelers game, it kind of came out he'd been dealing with some injuries or whatnot, and and maybe that has been kind of cause for him, you know, not not getting the reps or not getting as many opportunities or whatnot. But assuming he's healthy now, assuming all that's in the past, yeah. and, and he's he's made arguably the biggest catch of his pro career to this point. How how can that how can that propel a guy? Uh, confidence comes from doing. There's there's another one here. Ericisms. You, <laughs> but, you know you well, had. Well, it, I didn't. But it, but it's go. true. It's true. That's that, confidence is nothing more than I'm going to do this again. You you feel good about it because because you're not hoping. You're not it's wishing. Not a hope. It's not a wish. It's, it's like I'm going to do it's this. It's like I've done it before. So I'm I'm just going to go do this again. I, I'm I'm certain I can do it because I I'm certain I have done it. You've seen me do it. It's documented. So. Right now, his opportunity, and I think you make a play. You're gonna get, you catch one, they're gonna throw you two. Catch the ones that come to you. That's all you can do. Don't worry about the ones that aren't coming your way. Don't worry about don't worry about the throws or, or the misreads or any. Worry about the ones that come to you. If you catch one, they'll throw you two. You catch two, three and four is coming. If you catch those. You know, you end up like T.O. with 20 catches one day. If you just keep catching the ones that come, they, they will continue to come if you continue to catch them. So that's what he has an opportunity to do. You work your way out of out of the doghouse. You, you can, and it doesn't matter because, you know, that's, that right there is perception. And sometimes that Which comes. Which may not even be true now because be the report true. of the injuries sometimes that came comes, out. Sometimes it comes from the media. Sometimes, just like us on this podcast talking about it, people start to think about it. Uh, you know, coaches are people, and they start hearing things. They read things in the paper. They see things in the national coaches media. Coaches read things in the papers. And, and, yes, they do. No they, way. They are people, and, and they, they see things. They hear these comments. They think about things and how guys are affected by, by, by these things, and they start, to, they start to wonder, are you that way? Uh, what you, all you can do. It's go and play. It's kind of like that story I told you once before about George calling me upstairs saying that there's a problem in the secondary and you're the problem. Um, if it, And not if you fix your play. If anyone screws up, I'm assuming it's because of you. So what you have to do is just say, all I can do is take advantage of my opportunities. And I, what, one, I, I, can't, I can't knock a ball down for somebody else, right? But I can knock down the ones that come to me. He can't catch a ball that's thrown to someone else. But he can run his route. He can get open. He can catch the ones that come to him. And that's what you have to do. That's where he is right now. Um, and he and so, so build on that. Forget everything else. Just build on that. Make a play. I guarantee you he's going to get an opportunity to make a play. So if you're healthy, get it done. And, and, and my whole thing is if you're on the field, 
Get it done. Get it done. Because if you're on the field, you're he- healthy. Yeah. If you're not healthy, you don't play. I don't care if you're hurt. It's different between hurt and injured. Well, you, you, I've you, you heard people say hurt. that all the time. Yes, well, you, you have to play football hurt. You, you, you have no choice. You have to play football hurt. I had two. I had double hernias, and I had to take a knee. I couldn't even practice for, like, that was, like, my fourth season was when I had it. I had that after my fourth, fifth season. Fourth, no, fourth season. I had, I had double hernias, and I couldn't, like, after, after probably, probably, like, the second week in October, I didn't practice again for the rest of the season. I had to take a shot, like, right here. Just to play. Right, right, right. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, like a needle-sized shot just to play, and you go play. And I thought I was going to die when that wore off all the time. But you know what? You play because that's what you do. And nobody cared that I couldn't walk during the week. Nobody cared that you couldn't practice. If you're going to go out and play, you have to perform. And that's not that's, that's and there's nothing special about me. That's just guys in general. When you get out, you got a job to do. You haven't. You are obligated. You are completely obligated to do that job. Pettis is obligated to get out there and do his job. Now he he should know within his head, I can win a game for us. Someone's got to decide. I want to be the man. So, some, somebody has to decide. I, I, I'm going to be that dude. I'm going to be that guy, and I'm going to let this quarterback know that when he needs a play, find me. Find me. I, I don't care. I don't care. If I'm covered or not, you find me. And you got to have that type of confidence and make those plays. So that's what you want because, you know, you don't. he didn't get drafted as high as he got drafted because he couldn't play. Because the Someone expect- saw something there, because, obviously, yes, right? exactly, exactly. So you're, you're, we've been talking about two weeks, how, how confident you are about this game. Wait, wait, give, give us some keys that, 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 that speak to why you're so confident about this one. Um, understand that that offense is not it's, – it's, we, know, we know where this – they've seen this offense, right? You, you, know, how, you know how this offense is, is supposed to be played. Because um, you always look at the first thing you do is look at the puppet masters and where they come from. Okay, the, the play callers. Where did they learn their football? Where did they base and get off of? It's something that the Niners are familiar with. Uh, they yes, they have some talented guys, but these guys are still learning to play together and do everything together. The way the Niners play, the speed that they have. Um, the athletic ability that they have defensively, they should be able to match up with them well. We've spoken on some of the injuries that you have going on the defensive side of the ball. Um, the way the offense has been playing. Uh, you, you even got efficient quarterback play out of Jimmy and the way he's continuing to grow. I would like to think that this offense should be able to manufacture points at home. Okay, I'd like to I'd like to see a game too to where the quarterback doesn't throw an interception. So if you go into this game and you don't have turnovers, I think defensively you're still they've they've hit their stride. I think you're going to be able to get some turnovers defensively. Um, I, I think the speed of, uh, is going to be apparent that they'll be able to play with these guys. I think they'll be able to rough up the guys and and mess up their timing. They're still going to make some plays. Um, but especially if Jarvis is not playing. Well, it's like you said earlier, Freddie Kitchens is, is encouraged by that extra day yeah. that he'll be able to get through the protocol. You, you, you have that, but, but yeah, and, and 
<laughs> truth, truth be told, if there's any way for him to play, they're gonna they're they're gonna put him out there. They're gonna they're 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 gonna find a way to get him no out. No way. I've I've been through that. I've been through that. I, I, there was one time I was trying to convince everyone that I could play, and the only reason I didn't get through, and I literally couldn't see. I was so bad. I I I, I was sitting in the meeting room. It's a true story. I was sitting in the meeting room on a Thursday, and I I was sitting. Listen to what I'm saying. I fell out of my chair. <laughs> I was sitting there looking at the film. They, we were running the practice tape, and everything started moving, and I fell out of my chair. But I was still trying to – and I had the doctors convinced I could play because we needed that game. We needed that game. We, um, we needed that game to get into the playoffs. We finished 8-8. Eight and eight. We needed that game. We would have been 9-7, and seven, and uh, we would have made the playoffs. And I was trying to play, but my wife went to the um, – she went to the, the, <laughs> the appointment with me. She stepped and, in. And, like, some, one, some of the tests, some of the tests that – we we had we were it was you know they were telling you to remember certain things and do it you know and it was you know and i give you something as basic as you know it was like you know green computer and truck and i was like red um you know laptop i was like red laptop laptop and um you know, and, and you know and car <laughs> yeah and they were like that's not what we said and i was like yes it is most, yes, yes, and and I I convinced them, and they were like, well, maybe we did say red laptop and car. My wife was like, heck no, <laughs> yeah, she snitched on me. I mean, you had to know when she came to the appointment with you, you wasn't playing. I mean, you you had to know that, right? I, you know what? I had a concussion. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. I wasn't thinking clearly. I was concussed. <laughs> I thought it was a good idea at the time. Oh, she was like, man. I'm coming. She was like, I'll drive you. And I'm like, I'm thinking it's a good idea. You know, like, okay, I didn't mind. I, now, looking back on it, you know, when you put it that way, Same. never really thought about it that way, but I realized I was concussed. So, yes, so he, if, he, if he's out, if there's a chance, they'll work him out on the field. Um, if not, advantage again, because that's what we were talking about, why I feel so confident. Advantage again, Niners defense, because now you have an opportunity to really just take take – uh, Odell out of the passing game. Take away Baker's first read. He's going to come off it quickly. I'm watching the tape. He comes off his first read quickly. If he looks over, it's not there. He's going to move on. Okay, you make him have to move on, and and that's it. And then if he, if he decides to run around again, advantage 49ers. They're faster. I mean, say what you say what you want to say about Rex and and Rex Ryan Ryan getting under his skin. Rex may be a lot of things. A bad defensive mind is not, not one of them. He's not. He, he he's he is I, I, as far as run fronts and hitting. I mean, run front rush fronts hitting a quarterback his front seven. He's brilliant. He, he is brilliant at hitting your quarterback and hitting your quarterback with big people. He's really really good at that. So Jarvis Landry may be possibly out. He's still questionable. He's got to go through the protocol. That said, Antonio Callaway uh, could be in the lineup for the Browns this week as he's coming off his four-game suspension. So that's uh, a proper time for the Browns if they're going to get Callaway back uh, this week. So it's it's prime time. It's Niners. It's Browns. It's Monday night. It's an opportunity on a big stage for this Niners team to make a big statement. And uh, you seem to think that they'll, they'll, they'll be able to do it I in do. front of the faithful. I'm not. I am not going. I'm not going. To but you've been you've been, say, you've been you've been saying, saying this for a long time. I've been now. saying it since they went three and zero. Oh. 
Yeah. Right. I think before that. Since since right since right after three and oh, I've been like okay. Probably probably two because, and oh. I think, I think I w- you're well, I just wanted I, I I just wanted to see where the Niners were and what they're doing, and I I'm looking at it. The whole thing about this league is what you're doing. Is it is it flukish, or is it repeatable? And that's the thing about what I see this team doing. It's repeatable. The mistakes that they're making offensively, they can be fixed. The f- mistakes that they're making on defense, they can be fixed. And the things that they're doing correctly are easily repeatable, which is why that's the makings of a good team. Yeah. And so, so this right now, you're at home. You're playing well. Your record says so. Your record says you're a good team. Yeah. You should win this game. Your record says you're the best team in the NFC right now. So you certainly should win this game. Monday night, it'll be the Niners and the Browns. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champ Eric Davis. I am Rashawn Haylock. We'll see you next week. We'll break this whole Browns thing down, get you ready uh, for week six as well. Monday night's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. Yeah, it is fun, especially since I don't have to play at night. I just get to watch now. That'll be fun. We'll see you next week. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.